Hello there, Paul speaking. Hello, this is Gareth from Tankard calling from Germany. Welcome to episode 10.5, one of our special midweek Wednesday episodes. So if you're waking up on Wednesday morning and thinking, oh, I need a bit of Paul and Dan, uh, you're going to be hearing about Tankard today, uh, or Tankard. I like Tankard. They are hard. Tankard are a fresh metal band from Frankfurt in Germany from 82, uh, along with Creator, Destruction and Sodom. Uh, they're often considered one of the big Teutonic Four of Teutonic Thrash Metal. They released their debut records in 1986 and continue to write and record in the same vein uh, to this very day. And what I do quite like about them is all their songs are about beer, really, aren't they, Paul? I'd say when I very first heard them, I saw all I thought they did songs were about was getting pissed. So how did you get into them and what made you want to interview Gare from Tankard? It was totally unsolicited, right? I, I came across, I was into like just listening to indie rock at this point. I think it was 2014. And oh, right. I assume this was before I knew you. No, no, I, I, I did, no. Well, this is the interview sort of thing. So, uh, I was into indie rock, and something came up on my Facebook from Tankard with a new single, which was proper old by that point. So I don't know how I came across it, but I clicked on it out of like just interest. What are they going to be like these days? It's from their album called Girl Called. I think it was Cerveza or Cerveca. Cerveza. That's Spanish for beer. Oh, is it? A Cerveza girl called beer. Yeah. Ah. That makes, all of a sudden, it makes a lot more sense. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, it was from that record, and I really liked it. And it just made me think, bloody hell, I really used to love this band. Like, proper loved them. So when I was younger, a friend of mine gave me a copy of their record called The Morning After. And I fell in love with it. Um, I was a thrash boy through and through. Creator were my favourite band at the time. Uh, but I hadn't heard Tank. I'd just seen the, the logo around. It's not like now when you can just fire up Spotify uh, and listen to them. Uh, it was like I had to make an actual purchase. So what I did was I said to my friend, I really want to hear them. He had uh, just got a copy of the Alien EP, uh, which I also love. Uh, but I mentioned, Jesus, man, that's so good. And for some reason, he gave me the morning after on vinyl. And that's where my love affair with Tankar began. So I, I backtracked. I bought Chemical Invasion, the album before it, and never got a copy of Zombie Attack, although I know it pretty well, uh, which was their debut. So really, it's them four albums. So you got Chemical Invasion, The Morning After. From 1989, you've got the Alien EP, and then you've got Girl Called Beer uh, from, from, I think, 2014 or 13. So they're the ones that I've sort of lived with. Backstory over. What I then did, I was a budding journalist at the time. I just thought, I'm not going to ask any PR. I'm just going to go straight to the source. So I got in touch with um, Gare via either his Facebook or from uh, from their record label. Who knows what it was? I can't remember now. But like within a couple of days, he got back and we sorted out this uh, appointment. And 
would you believe? Like, he was just like, I'm up for it. If you're up for it and you want to chat, let's do it. And fast forward a few years to now, where with me and Dan are doing this podcast, finally got a, a space where I can put these interviews. It used to just go on my blog. Um, it got probably a thousand reads or something like that. So I was pretty chuffed with it. I imagine they were pretty chuffed with it. But it needs a space. It needs an airing. This, these guys are my heroes at the time. So, yeah. So I spoke to Gear. And here it is. Any final thoughts, Dan? No, let's crack on. That's all we have to say. Mate, let's do it. Tankard. All right, well, if, if I can uh, start straight away, is that okay? Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, the new album, um, A Girl Called Tavisa, it's almost a year old now. When you uh, were recording it, did you think that it would have such a positive response? Uh, I've noticed with this album in particular, the fan response and also the press response has been uh, really positive. Uh, so you never know that when you are uh, right in the recording sessions, you know, and um, but when we got the final results, so we were really satisfied, especially concerning the sound oh yeah so i think it's um still transparent you can hear out every instrument very clear um, but on the other hand it's really more the guitars are more heavy than on volume 14 so volume 14 was a, a, a big big cut concerning to the um, old, all the stuff we did like thirst and, uh, and all the stuff we did with andy Klassen. Bombastic sound in in, in in former times that we wanted to change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thing. So, so we have the feeling that we are now on, on the right way. On you know, on the one hand, transparent. You can hear out the bass, for example, very clear, but still heavy and um, yeah. Well, that's it. I, I thought think now it's it's we we found our direction. I think. Well, yeah, after after all this time, is there? <laughs> I thought the technical playing it came through really well with the production uh, and it it didn't lose any of that heaviness it, you could every technical part of it yeah, it was very crystal clear yes so yeah so this uh, as i told you yeah. this kind of combination i think uh, is quite good and yeah we had some good reaction especially of our fans and um, yeah we had uh, some very good reviews in the press some uh, bad reviews. It's like, um, yeah, it's always the same. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we don't have to care so much about what what the yeah what the press or so what they write. So it, it it's most um, important what the, what the fans think about. And yeah, we reached the German official charts just for one yeah. week, but we reached it again <laughs> on, on, on position number thirty-two. And yeah, that was the highest position we ever had, and that was a big, big success for us. Well, I've I've never seen you live, but um, I'm always watching the YouTube footage of you guys. The crowd's reacting just as positively, just as sort of full on to that as they are like the classic tankard material. And I think that it must make you feel great inside. Yeah, so I think tankard is, of course, we are a thrash band, but um, yeah combinate that kind of thrash with a lot of humor um, also we have uh, also very serious lyrics but we also have very funny lyrics and 
brought up the the serious songs and it often is overlooked but what's the track it's a uh, witch hunt 2 2.0 my favorite song on the new record as it turns out what i take it obviously in the lyrics is about cyber bullying but yeah. was it inspired by an actual event yeah it was um you know internet has a lot of advantages advantages you are connected with the whole world and um you can find everything on the on the other hand a lot of people, they write uh, anonymous, a lot of bad things about other people. And, yeah, we don't like that kind of, yeah, blaming somebody in the net and not telling you face-to-face what, what, what's the problem. And so we really wanted to write a song about that. And Yeah, so a lot of journalists, they asked me when we did the promotion for this album, oh, um, it's very new. Tankard write, uh, writes also serious lyrics, and I, I, I was always wondering because we did this since many, many years. Yeah, since zombie attack. Of, 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 <laughs> not really zombie attack. Um, <laughs> A bit. Very, very old. When we were 14, 15, we wrote that kind of, uh, of bullshit. But uh, we did it since a long time that we tried to do a combination of, of funny stuff and also of serious lyrics. So this is really not something new with Tankard. Well, if I, if I can talk about the beginning of Tankard, it's been 31 years almost now, I think. Um, first of all, back, back when you formed the band, could you even envision, imagine that you would still be playing this three decades on? Stone Cold Sober around the time of grunge, uh, around that sort of time, and uh, Thrash just seemed to be on the back burner. Did you ever feel at the time like, you know, we've had our day, did you ever think about quitting? No, we never thought about quitting. I had, uh, in the year 2000, some problems with the voice, because I got an operation at the Tunfields. 
All right. And I was not able to sing for a couple of months. And um, yeah, but then the first uh, the first session in the practice room, it was like yeah, like a little bit newborn for me. And uh, but we never thought to 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 give up, especially in the years '96, '97, '98. Yeah. Nobody wanted to book tankard we didn't sell any records and uh yeah we played i think in the year 98 we played only three shows you know in front of 100 people and uh, yeah but but we kept on going in the practice room because we 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 ever had a uh, we ever had fun to play that kind of music well yeah you have to love it well uh in uh, getting signed by Noise, how did the actual deal come about? So we, we did send uh, our second demo tape um, of the year '85 called Alcoholic Metal. We sent we sent this tape. We did send this tape to several record companies, and two companies had interest. And um, yeah, so I met once with the with the owner Karl Ulrich Walterbach. Yeah. There was a Running Wild uh, um, supporting Mötley Crew tour. I don't know. It was in 85, 86, I guess. And so we met, talked a little bit, and they just said they had interest. And two weeks later, they sent us a record contract <laughs> by, by post, you know. And uh, yeah, we met in a pub and uh, didn't understand anything what's inside of that. <laughs> <laughs> and signed it, and so uh, in '86 we went to the studio for the very first album. That was, uh, yeah. That sounds incredible. <laughs> yes, but these were the '80s, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the album that um, that got me into you and has been uh, one of my favourites of all time. I mean, I put it up there with Master and Puppets, Raining Blood, Pleasure to Kill, all those. Uh, is the morning after it? Okay. It really. Um, it got to me in a big way. It was, it was a, a great party album, and yet it was some serious uh, playing on there. I, I just wonder if you knew, uh, or if you ever think, being a fan of metal yourself, uh, you know, this this could have an effect on people. Is there, there a moment when you think, and I know you sort of answered earlier where you said you never know how it's going to do, but was there a moment when you think, you know, you've got the likes of Shitfaced, Commandments, TV Hero, all those sort of songs. Do you think this, this is going to be a great record? Um, difficult to to talk about it when you're so involved, you know, yeah, sure. in, in your own thing. And um, we got our breakthrough with with uh, the second album, with Chemical Invasion. Yep. So we had um, the first album was um, sold, I think, ten thousand copies, and the, the second one like thirty-five thousand. Wow. I mean, these are these are accounts you can dream today. <laughs> and um, yeah, so if you are involved involved by yourself, you you don't yeah you don't think that this could be a, a great uh, album forever for some metal fans. I mean, I'm a I'm a big metal fan too. I'm a I'm a I'm a big collector. I think I have four or five thousand CDs wow. and a lot of a lot of vinyl and um, so. I, I have a lot of, of favorite stuff, but especially from the from the 80s, of course. But um, yeah, 
As I told you, if you're uh, involved, you... Yeah, you, 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 you're not able to see that. Well, did noise uh, give you any pressure um, with regards to following up uh, chemical invasion? Was there, was there a rush in the studio? Because I noticed that they, they came out quite close to each other. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But there was never any pressure about the style or kind of music. We ever did what we want. That is 100% for sure. But um, nowadays it's normal to bring out an album every two years, I think. Every two or three years. Yeah. Every two years we have this kind of rhythm, like two years now. And, I mean, if you're getting older, it's much more work to... Yeah, to create songs, you know, to prepare for an album, it's really hard work and we always have a lot of stress because, you know, we all have regular jobs and we do tankered, yeah, in, in, in our free time, we spend every minute of our free time into the band. <laughs> I, I've read that before, I think that's a, it's an incredible achievement in itself that, you know, you hold together family, but you've also got this going uh, as a sideline, it's, it's, it's madness that Tankard is, is I wouldn't say a secondary thing for you, but, you know, it, it's crazy that it's not your life in a way. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah, so on, on the one hand, I'm sometimes I'm sad because we have a lot of offers to play all over the world and we just, we are limited in doing shows for a year, you know. I mean, we do 30, 35 shows playing the big festivals and all that stuff. Yeah. But on the other hand, we don't have to live from the music, so we are totally independent. We are totally free in what we are doing. We don't have to sell so many records. We don't have to play 150 shows a year to get our fee to survive. So on the one hand, it's very positive. You know, on the other hand, I'm sometimes I'm a little bit sad because yeah, I really wanted to play all over the world, and um, especially in countries we have never been to. So, yeah, but we, as I told you, we try to spend all our free time in, into the band, and it works. Well, I, th I think it's that's one of the reasons, um, knowing this from other interviews I've read from you, that it's one of the reasons I look forward to your new LP so much, knowing that you're doing it purely for the love of it rather than oh it's uh, you know a contract I, I think it it's more exciting for the fans knowing that you're doing it completely out of love and be, because obviously the records that you don't have to make them you know you're doing it purely as you, you know you love the music you love the band there's no what's the word it's sort it's of not really a commercial aspect yeah i mean of course we get um get a fee when we play live that's 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 for sure we don't play for two cases of beer or something <laughs> like that uh, we, we need a fee and, and there is uh, of course there is a little bit money left uh, but um this is not we don't have to live from it and so yeah we are totally free but every time we uh, try to start with songwriting we always try to give our best we want to to keep the standard of the last album and um so it's just not oh we write some songs and there is a new album that's not the way we do that we are really concentrated on it and and try to give our best
This, this is a, a, a question to me. Uh, one of my favourite bands of all time is uh, Celtic Frost. And um, no matter how I try, I can never seem to get an interview with uh, anyone within the band. And I know that, obviously, being on Noise Records in 88, uh, you will have an opinion of it. Um, the Cold Lake album. Uh, do you have any sort of opinion? I mean, it must have been bizarre to be on the label at the time when that was released. I think I have this album, but it was uh, really a step t turning around from their old image into, it, I think it was some like poser pictures. You know? Yeah, there was, there was a glam thing. I saw yeah, them on the tour, yeah. But I didn't, I, I, I think I, of course, when the album came out, I, I, I heard it, but I can't tell you any opinion now. <laughs> After 30 years or 25 years now, I'm sorry about that, but I really like the, 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 the old shit. Yeah, yeah. After that, in 89, Alien came out. And again, I was just completely blown away. And at the time, I didn't know that uh, songs like Empty Tankard were uh, re-recorded. Why did you do that? I know the version sounds a lot clearer. Was it simply that you wanted a better version out? So, as far as I can remember, we put out the Alien al uh, album because in 88 we were not really able to do a whole tour. But then, right. we, did, then, but then we did a whole tour in 89. Got we you. did a whole tour in 88 in the beginning, but... Um, um, I think it was a release because then we went on tour in April or something like that, 89. And so there are, it's one cover version of it, of, of Roasted 2, two new songs. And um, yeah, I, I, I think we just um, wanted to re-record um, this song to play it a little bit faster and to play it a little bit different, you know, with the... Um, with a chorus at the end, we want to drink some whiskey, we want to drink some beer. Yeah. And yeah, this is um, the fans still singing this this part along with us <laughs> yeah. nowadays. So, but uh, the exact reason, I'm, I'm so old, I really can't remember. <laughs> but I know that we put out the Alien uh, EP for promoting the tour. Right. Okay. Well, it's, it's odd because. Again, that record, uh, along with The Morning After, that they really shaped my musical taste for okay. decades. Okay. So, yeah, thanks. <laughs> okay. I, I've got a couple more questions, if I can. Uh, I, as a, One more question about the 80s, if I may. Um, for yourself, personally, being on Noise Records, uh, is there still an album from the 80s period, apart from your own, that you actually listen to and love today? Yeah, noise records in particular. Yes, of course, I really love the old creator stuff. Um, um, of course, a new one too, but if you ask me of, of this kind of area, the old Running Wild, oh, Rave wow. Digger, yeah. Halloween, all that German shit <laughs> they brought out. And Death Row, especially Death Row, was one of my favorite bands. We toured two or three times together with Death Row. I think Raging Steel is still one of the best fresh albums of the 80s. And uh, what kind of other bands were there? I mean, they had so many bands. Yeah, of course. So many. Um, well, the, the, the one that I got in a bit after was Bathory. Bathory, uh, yeah, they had, but only a couple, or one or 
two albums, I think. I don't know exactly. Yeah, but I, I, I totally agree. Sabbath from the UK as well was yeah. another one that was fantastic. Yeah. I, I always envisioned... Yeah, like, and I loved really Skyclip later on. Oh, yeah. I don't know the name of the singer, what he's doing now. We never heard about him again. New Pure project or something like that they reformed no i did i think they did a couple of shows um, they still exist Skyclip, but they play more of just only this folk stuff yeah that's right yeah and it's very folk singer martin what was his name wokia or, or something yeah, like that yeah. yeah he was a really nice guy and and yeah what? i would love to 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 hear him again that would be really cool do you know, me and my friends, uh, when back in the late 80s, early 90s, we all imagined all the noise bands from Germany, you know, all hanging out with each other, all sitting in the same rooms, going to the same pubs. And uh, it, was, it was like a fantasy metal scene for us. <laughs> that sounds good. I, I want to know about your process for recording new material. Because obviously um, there is a there is a tankard sound. Do you ever think, right? We maybe we should stray a little bit here, record something slightly different. So the, the, the process nowadays is that I got a CD. Yep. Mostly of our guitar player Andy. He wrote, I think, all the songs from the last album. And I got a I got a CD with guitar parts on it, with different guitar parts. And I try to find some vocals for the different parts. And then we're going to meet together because our guitar player, he has a little studio. And then we start recording. And then we are listening to it, discussing uh, if it's good, if it's not good, throw it away. Or, oh, that sounds cool. That could be, that could be the chorus. And so slowly a song is, is creating. And are you working on a new record at the moment? So we um, want to go to the studio the beginning of 2014, and so we should start now. But I think next month, lately, uh, end of March, we we, we start with songwriting because it's always tankered. Um, We we always start too late, you know, and then we have a lot of um, hectic, you know, and and. we have a lot of time pressure all the time, but I sometimes I think Tanker is a band who needs that to, to create very good song when we are uh, songs when we are really under pressure. Yeah, you you know we can create some some good stuff. But uh, thanks for the advice. We have to start now. I yeah, <laughs> please. Call the other guys as soon as you hang up. About the the brand, well, the the new album. Um, it's, it opens with uh, the Rapid Fire song. Um, and I wondered, it's... Which song? Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a great opener. Do, do, is it you that sorts out the track listing? Um, we changed the track listing. So um, first we had the running order that Running on Fumes was the first song. Oh, right. And that, that was last, wasn't it, in the end? Now it's the last song on yeah. the album. I still love running on fumes, and um, yeah, we, we had a we had a we had a listening session with a lot of journalists, you know. Yeah. And the running order was not hundred percent ready. It was just um, yeah, we think we can do it in this way, and then 
discuss maybe if we would like to change the running order because everybody said Rapid Fire is the best song on the album. And um, so we have, we have a lot of flexibility. So we said, yes, of course, we can change that, no problem. So um, um, I, I, I think Rapid Fire is a, it's a very good song. Now we started to play that song live and yeah, it works live. What at the moment we play four new songs of the album live. This is uh, another thing that I have to ask. Um, haven't played uh, the uh, well, England uh, of recent times. Is there any plans, any festivals or anything that you could uh, tell me about on or off the record? There is, um, there is nothing planned at the moment. I mean, we played a couple of times, especially in London. Yeah. Of course, we would love to play the Bloodstock Festival one day. Sure. I think now we have more possibilities because we have a very strong label behind us. Nuclear Blast is, um, we were very glad to, to, to sign there because they have a lot of promotion power. Yeah, fantastic and, record label. Yeah, and um, so we have a lot of uh, more possibilities. And I think if it's, if it's not happened this year, next year, I guess. And so we would, of course, we would love to come, to come back. I mean, we played a couple of times in, in London in the last years, and it was always, uh, yeah, that's it. a lot of fun. I think Underground was the name of the, the club. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I that was the last time you played, and I missed you. And it's, uh, uh, we we all, as uh, my friends from that era, we're, we're going to go up and see you, but I got let down, and I didn't want to go on my own. <laughs> I I blew it out. You have to but... come over if you didn't see Tank Up Life in your life, so. Well, it has to happen. <laughs> we have to change that. <laughs> yeah, please. With you, you mentioned Nuclear Blast. Uh, were they happy with the product? How did you, um, the process of giving them the record, how does that happen? The process? Yeah, the process. When you finish the album, uh, yeah. do, do you give it to them and say you need to put this out? Or are they, they sort of saying, no, 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 we'd no, like no. this? We, we signed before. So ah. uh, our, uh, um, our record contract with AFM was over. Yep. And then we had, um, and then Nuclear Blast was interested and AFM uh, was interested, and then, um, yeah, we met with, uh, with Andy Siri, he's an old friend, he's an old Tank Up fan, he's on air at Nuclear Blast, and he really wanted to sign us, so we met, discussed everything, and then, yeah, after the album, after the promotion, we just can say this was really the right decision <laughs> to yeah. go to Nuclear Blast, because they have really a lot of power, and, yeah, so... It shows us when you do a lot of promotion stuff, you can put Tankard in the official charts. I mean, this is amazing. So. Well, this, is, this is it. I, I remember, I think it was the album Disco Destroyer. Yeah. And I remember that, that I, I didn't see a lot of press. And that was Century Media. Yes. So I expected, you know, loads to come from that. And over in England, at least, I, I didn't see, see a lot of it. And I was a bit disappointed with, uh, I thought they could have done more. Um, and then it happened again with the a couple of albums ago. I think it was first. First was yeah. the last album for for AFM, I guess. Yeah, but this is the, uh, an, another record that I thought uh, that could have been promoted a bit better. Uh, and then all of a sudden, all with the albums should <laughs> be promoted a little bit better. But 
But I'm, then I, what, what I'm getting to is then this one comes out, yeah. and it's all over the place, and it's fantastic. You know, yeah. you so, see adverts uh, everywhere. I think Mike Palmer is doing nuclear blast in, in, in the UK. Sure. And, um, yeah, we know him from former times, and he's a great guy. And, yeah, so nuclear blast. Also, we played now in South America, seven shows. Also, in South America, they do a lot of promotion stuff, the, the record company, so Nuclear Blast. I think this was the right decision. We do another album now for Nuclear Blast and hope we can do, a, yeah, 10 that, more albums, I don't know. Yeah, that, it, it must... It well, please. It must, it must be very content with your lot uh, to, to have had this sort of life in, in heavy metal. I imagine that as a youngster, it's all, all you could ever have dreamed of, and, and yet you, you live it, and it's fantastic. Yeah, so, but I still feel some, sometimes really like a little child because this metal stuff will never get out of me, you know? <laughs> you know the old UK band Holocaust? I've got heavy yes. metal music in my blood. Yeah, the song The Heavy Metal Mania. I mean, I've got heavy metal music in my blood. I mean, this is from 80, 80 or 81, the lyrics, and yeah, I say, That's right, it. I still got the heavy metal music in my blood, you know. And long may it rain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to ask one more question if I can. Um, yes, past members, do you still keep in touch? Was there any um, acrimonious uh, bad splits that you had with past members? So we have a very good contact to our old guitar player, Andy Bulgaropoulos, he still helps us with the lyrics. Yeah. And now I contacted our old guitar player, Axel. Oh, wow. Um, because there's a crazy guy here in Germany. He wants to, or he also started to write a book about Tankard. Oh, fantastic. And so I got the contact to Axel because, of course, he had also some questions to him. And... Um, I tr now I try to find our first drummer, or, um, Oliver, in the internet, but I didn't get him. And to Arnold, we didn't, we don't have any contact because this was a split. Was a little bit, yeah. I mean, he was a great drummer, but personally, we had a lot of problems, and so we kicked him out. This was the only member we ever kicked out of the band. Oh, really? Quit all by themselves. Join us anymore. Ah, right. <laughs> I had a well. Obviously, this seems to to happen to many bands where there's, there's something goes wrong. With me, I've had uh, problems with um, band members taking hard drugs and things like that, and they can no longer function. And it's always such a shame. But yeah, I mean, Oliver, fantastic drummer. Yeah, many air drums have I played along to his. Uh, I think I tried to get in contact with him. I got an old telephone number, but this didn't work anymore. Because of course. It would be cool to have him in the book, you know. And well, is there any uh, with with regards to the books? Is it um, is it is it going to happen for sure? Is he got a? Uh, First of publisher? all, we have to read it, of course. <laughs> that would help. We have to find ourselves in this book. And yeah, we met this guy a couple of times. He's a very shy guy but he's a very big Tankard fan and I'm looking forward that, that this book will be this will be will be fun and I, I hope it will be 
also out in English. I mean, it's a little distribution. It's I think 1,000 copies or something like that. Oh, right. We're looking forward for that. Would it, what about, uh, and this is something that I've recently got into in a big way, is uh, going on YouTube and I, I just click in a band name and it seems to be a documentary uh, with them. Is, is there any plans for a Tankard documentary? You must have so much footage from so many years. We have so much footage, but nobody has really the time to, to watch it all the time. We had a little <laughs> documentary, I don't know on which album, something a little bit about the band. But I know that Sodom brought out two great DVDs. Yeah. That is really well done. But therefore, I would need a couple of months of time without working. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I collect everything. I collect everything I get from of tankers. I collect everything. Every T-shirt, every CD, every video bullshit. So maybe one day there will be something like that. Well, so so do I. I am. Um, I just want to say uh, thank you so much for um, speaking to me today. Thank Fine. you for your support, and um, we come back to the UK, and then we're gonna have a couple of beers together. Yeah, thank you. Have a nice evening. You too. Bye bye. Yeah, bye bye. <laughs>